Welcome to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hello everyone, welcome to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, and I'm really, really happy that you tuned in today. I'm dressed a little casual today because I I dress this way for my special guest, I have a, for those who can't see on a, on the video portion, I have my Boss AF hat, my baseball hat, and uh, for folks that don't know, it's Boss as, fill it in, <laughs> and I'm also wearing a t-shirt, it says, Dude, Be Nice, and the reason why I'm wearing all this strange paraphernalia is because it is Suicide Prevention Month. And we know that a lot of suicides, especially with young people, are a direct result from bullying. So this is a call out. Number one, the dude be nice is a call out to those bullies out there. Dude, just chill. You got to chill. You, what you say, what comes out of your mouth hurts people. And it can drive them to just really desperate measures, as my guest is going to be talking about. And the boss AF, that's for anybody who's been bullied. Because I've been bullied. And let me tell you, it sucks. But if you've survived it and if you've gotten through school, you know, I went to school like in the 70s and and it wasn't as bad as it is today. But if you did it, if you survived it, you're boss AF. All right. All right. Then we just set the tone on that. Now, let me get to my amazing guest who's wearing yellow glasses. My guest today is Sharon K. Griffin. And she, you know what? She got fed up with the rising suicide rate among children, especially. I mean, we're talking like eight, nine, ten years old, and she decided to just do something about it. Not only has she written a book called ICU, Igniting Hope and Preventing Suicide, but she's also got a movement called Grow a Girls Network. She's, she's running that as well, and she's a freedom coach, an author, a lifestyle hacker, a dating consultant, and a divorce guru. Girl, you got it on. You got it going on. Thank you. Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, Sharon. Oh, thank you for having me. I really, really, really appreciate this opportunity. Well, and like I was, I was making mention, we dressed, we dressed appropriately for, for this month and for this interview. Yeah, um, the, the yellow glasses, I love that because it ties into the, the book ICU and we're going to get into the book. But for our listeners, uh, if you don't mind, tell our listeners how you got to this point how you got to the point of saying, you know what, I need to help kids um, uh, who are considering suicide and, and, uh, and, and helping a lot of people, uh, adults as well, who are contemplating this. Um, about four years ago, I was substitute teaching in the South Carolina area. Um, I went to a particular school and it was predominantly Caucasian kids, some black, And I said to the children, I said, what are your main concerns? And they said, suicide. And they went into the the aspect of how some of them had tried to commit suicide. 
as well as some of their parents. And our class, everyone was just bawling. They were, they were crying. I couldn't compose myself. And I said, something has to be done. So I just asked other children, what are some of the reasons that you want to commit suicide or some of your friends have committed suicide? And they went from bullying to being at home, their lifestyles, not feeling loved, feeling rejected. Um, so many ills that children don't have an outlet oftentimes to communicate because as parents, a lot of times it's do as I say, not as I do. Or parents aren't listening. And I'm not trying to dog parents out, not at all. Um, but some parents don't, in my opinion, hear. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. they don't see. Now, when you have a child that's coming home um, and going in their room and sleeping a lot and things like that, and they're saying, Mom, Dad, I need help. Look at me. And the parents say, no, you'll be okay. But then the parent comes back and they're dead because they hung themselves. So the campaign is basically saying, I see you. And these yellow glasses, yellow represents joy. Mm. You know, so I want to spread joy. I want to spread laughter. I want to spread hope. I want to increase endorphins, yeah. you know, um, because then someone can say, I can live another day, mm. one day at a time. And it, and it is uh, quite an epidemic right now with yes. young people, isn't it? And it's getting younger and younger. I mean, I, I was alluding to the fact that I went to school like in the, you know, the seventies really, I mean, uh, elementary school and junior high and high school. Let me tell you, yeah, you know, junior high and high school are rough. They're rough on anybody and yes. just growing and their hormones. And if you're, you know, uh, just all the pressures that you have as a kid, if you're gay, the pressures are even, you know, added onto yeah. it. If you're someone who is um, black or brown and you're in a predominantly white neighborhood, those the racism that's there. And a lot of times it's not the kids' racism, but it's handed down to the kids yes. from the parents. But what we see now is, is an explosion of really young, and it's getting younger and younger. But when I was in school, I didn't hear of any, there was no, nobody, nobody had died from suicide. Yes, and can I say this? Um, in the black community, um, you hardly ever heard of anyone committing suicide because I believe that first it was taught that it was a sin and you would go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so I think most people were afraid to go to hell. <laughs> right, that's a long time. You know, but then we stepped out of um, religion or spirituality yeah. and kids don't, don't have that faith or that hope to hold on to. Now, I have to say a lot of things that go on in religion I don't agree with. Same. <laughs> okay, I just want to say that, but I think our children need something to hold on to. And if that thing is hope, so be it. I think you I think you nailed it on the head because also what what children have now that I didn't have as a kid first of all this little thing called the cell phone yes. where social media you know you you open up your phone and it's somebody you know somebody's died some horrific thing has happened 
And we were a little bit more isolated than that. We, we weren't aware of all of the things that are happening on a global scale. Yes. Um, then you have, again, and it's, and it's true, and, I, and I'm, I'm not Republican or Democrat, but then you also have what's going on the world stage. And the, the idea, what you had said, that there's not a lot of hope right now is really, really uh, made clear because I, I think people see what's going on politically um, with war. It seems like it's unending war. Yes. Um, people are escaping through different routes, right? Through drugs. Absolutely. Here in the U.S., it could be, um, you know, alcohol. It could be sex. It could be social media that people are, are go to. In Australia, it's this thing called ice, which is like meth on crack. Wow. And so they're escaping through that, which also, of course, depresses them more. Right. And makes them more apt. But do you think that that has something to do with it, with the fact that we're so connected, you know, and online bullying happens too, where people like they'll post a picture of a girl and they go, look how fat she is. Look how ugly she is, you know, and everybody gangs up. I think that has a lot to do with it. I also think that we were stronger Mm. back Mm. then. Yeah, my grandma you know, was we were tough. Like <laughs> if, so, if someone was picking on you, and I don't know if you have to bleep things out, but you can your, your parent would say, you better go there and kick their ass. And if you don't, I'm going to kick your there. ass. <laughs> so you defended yourself. But now parents are saying, let the school handle it or it'll be okay or just get through it no i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> that's, that's me <laughs> you well, know but also things are different now because also back then back then kids would be like you know duking it out right. now they're bringing an ak-47 you know now they're that's, like that's true too. Oh. i'm talking about elementary hopefully they're not taking those things with them um but I think we were tougher and we were built a different way where we could take the punches and take some of the blows. Yes, they did hurt. Yes, but we would yes. cry and we would get back up. We would shake it off. You know, like so, someone in a boxing ring, they shake it off and they get back in the fight. Um, but we don't have that strength anymore. And I think that's where I see you is saying, I see you. You got this. You can make it to another day you can make it to another week you know we are here there is hope someone does care and i think people believe that other people don't care but there are people that really care i think social media in the world and the media also shines a light on the negativity yeah there's a lot of positive things going on yes i i agree wholeheartedly that there is a, a focus on the negativity. And again, that's where the where social media and the internet come in is that the majority of time, I mean, kids too spend more time um, on their phones and computers. That's another thing that's very different than our generation. Yes. They'll spend more time on their phone and their computer than they go to school all day. I mean, they're hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And whereas we, you know, we were like told, go outside and play. And you had to socialize and you had to play with that person that you weren't that crazy about. But you're like, well, they're on the block and I got to play with them. And we need one more person for kick the can or, you know, all right. But we're very isolated now. I think that's what that's what I'm trying to drive home is that 
it feels like everybody is isolated. So then you're just with your thoughts, right? You're not engaged as much with other people. But children go to school. So yeah. you have socialization there. I homeschooled um, two of my children for a few years, but I also, from birth on, instill high self-esteem. I have a chocolate baby. If you know anything about dark-skinned children, most of the time, right, people, you know, tend to pick on them, or, you, you know, you're dark and yada, yada. However, I always taught her, you're beautiful. Black is beauty. You know, and I would just keep saying it over and over. And you cannot tell her anything. <laughs> like she She's like, I'm beautiful. I know. And I, yeah, and I would tell her, you're my chocolate gumdrop. And I would just say these things over and over because you have to, I'll say this, words have power. And we create yeah. what we want. You know, so what do you want? I am loved. I love me. You know, so I don't give a fuck what people say about me. I'm going to be me, yeah. you know, because I had to get to the place where I loved me. And I got to that place when I walked away from a 16 year marriage. Mm -hmm. But then I fell in love with me again because I forgot who she was. But now I know. And you can't tell me anything. And it's not that I think I'm cute or anything like that, but I have a sense of confidence and a, a sense of self-love where I know that I cannot be stopped. And some of that in me, I want to give to others. Oh, I think the self-love thing is really, really, because I've been, I spoke recently to a psychotherapist okay. who, uh, who was saying that with a lot of her clients, she's dealing with, um, with folks young and old who feel that they don't deserve to be loved. In other words, the, the depression or the, um, or the shame, they beat themselves up. And I think that's also where that bullying comes in. So if somebody bullies you at school and you want to speak out and you want to say something, but you don't because of peer pressure or you're embarrassed, then what happens is that you're also beating yourself up. So you got somebody beating you up at school. And then when you come home, you're beating yourself up. Do you address that in, in the book? Um, I see you. What I can say, it repeats itself over and over. I see you and you are loved. At the end of each page, that's what it says. Um, but I will say this for me, when I walked away from my marriage, I started coaching, um, being coached. Okay, and a therapist simultaneously. And then one day something clicked in where both of them were like, oh, you don't need to be here anymore. You're happy. I like that. You're at the place where you don't need us. And I'm like, please, but I like it. My point is sometimes people just need to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to listen not only with our ears but with our hearts, you know, and allow people to be who they are, whether they're gay or straight or uh, with some of the new things when you have multiple partners, um, you know, it's like an all-inclusive thing. Be the best at it and I'm going to love you anyway. <laughs> That's me. You know, I don't judge people. Just I mean, be nice. 
It's just yeah. I meet people where they are. You know why? Because someone met me where I was. Yeah. And I was hurting, and I was broken, but I also had to decide for myself that it's time to get back up and fight. You know. So well, and especially what a great role model too for your children. You know, because they look to you to see how they're going to be treated. They look to you to see how they should be in the world. And the same thing, what you, what you did with your daughter, I'm very grateful because my mom did the same with me. She was always telling me how beautiful I was and how I could do anything. Yes. We were poor. Like we were poor. I didn't know. I thought I was a princess. I didn't know. <laughs> we got Kentucky fried chicken and went to the beach, the public beach. And that was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, because she never let me know how poor we were. Yes. And she was always saying that you can do anything. And well, that's so important when that mantra is told to you. That's what I was going to say. And we need more parents like that. Yeah. I remember when my oldest, who's now 29, she came home um, being bullied, from being bullied. And I, I went to the school first. And I pulled the little girl off the bus. Now, these are nine-year-olds, and I probably would go to jail for this now. <laughs> but I said, if you touch my I child one more time, I'm going to beat your ass and your mother's ass. <laughs> then I called the mother. <laughs> and then I said, your child is bullying my child. This is on a voicemail recording. And I'm going to beat your ass if she touches her one more time. And the mother took the child out the school, but I was serious yeah. because I don't feel like people have the right to bully someone, to hurt someone, to keep putting bad words and negativity and physical touches on someone. It doesn't work like that. And I think, and I don't promote fighting, but I think sometimes children need to be able to protect themselves you know, without them being expelled or being kicked out or whatever, or the school needs to take a real stance when things like this is happening. I, I agree with you. And that's it. Some of the, a little bit of the conundrum with, uh, that I'm aware of too, is a lot of times someone will be picked on, picked on, picked on, picked on, and then someone will touch them. will will they're, they're taunting them. And then when the child fights back or again, I, yeah, I'm not a violent person either, but when the child tries to say, you know, no more, stop it. And they, then that child gets, you know, the child that was bullied gets in trouble too. And I think the school needs to get, you know, a handle of it when it begins and there, they acknowledge the fact that this is going on. And I think parents need to be more proactive because it, it crushes your spirit. Um, I'll put it like this. We're 80, 60 to 80% water. And it was a scientific, scientific experiment where Dr. Emoto, see, you know where I'm getting to. And when you speak peace, how the water molecules form or how you speak negativity and how they distort themselves, that's the same thing that it does to us. You know, so I believe in promoting love and happiness. I love when I go out to speak, um, especially to children, 
because a lot of them feel like because they're a certain way or a certain weight or whatever, that no one loves them. Hell, you better love yourself first. Because when you love yourself first, that exudes out to so many other people. And then you um, attract those type of people, people who are going to love you and honor you and respect you. Um, I've been in four marriages. I'm on my fifth. They say five is the lucky one. (laughs) Yes, fifth and final. (laughs) And what I have to say is, when he came into my life, um, I was at the point where I knew I deserved love, but then all those triggers were there and I had to fight through them when I felt a certain way or if I thought a certain way. He didn't know I was fighting. He knows now because he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hubby. <laughs> <laughs> but they were there and I had to say no. It's not like that. So sometimes we have to have self-talk. Mm-hmm. We need to look in the mirror and, and tell ourselves who we are. You know, I'm wonderful. I'm beautiful. I'm exuberating. I'm intelligent. I'm, I'm worthy fine of, as hell. Yes. I'm worthy of, love. I'm <laughs> yes. of the best love. Yes. Yeah, isn't it funny too, because those things that we, again, it's from childhood. A lot of times they develop during childhood. Uh, traumas, right? If it's f- physical trauma or emotional or um, yeah. where uh, if a parent's not available or a parent's abusive physically, emotionally, uh, sexually, sexually, right? This is uh, another. Absolutely. I was but, sexually abused um, at the age of six or seven. And I found myself growing up looking for love in all the wrong places. Just searching and searching. And to me, love was a man touching me because that's what happened. So I tell people, okay, yes, you see this behavior, but understand why. Yes. It doesn't just appear one day. Why? Let's get to that, to the core. And we need to work Mm -hmm. through it. Yes. Because as you know, or as your husband knows, the one that is the, the heart that beats perfect for you is gonna trigger all of that. It's gonna yes. trigger all the insecurities and the fears and, and you, you know, you might say things to that person who mm-hmm. loves you more than anything, maybe even hoping that you push them away because, and, right, to stay safe. That's true, but you know what? When, when good things started happening for me, I thought I was gonna die because I was so used to the negativity. Like, I was like, okay, guy, am I gonna die? You know, like, we have to reprogram our thinking yeah. a lot of times. And I was going to people, you think I'm a die? You know, <laughs> but I was serious because I wasn't used to good stuff. I mean, good clothes, all that kind of stuff, but good stuff continuously happening. So a lot of times we just going to have to learn to reprogram the mindset because everything starts in the mind. Definitely. Definitely. Let's talk about your book, ICU, Igniting Hope and Preventing Suicide. Yes. And again, it's Suicide Prevention Month. Show the book, show <laughs> the book again slowly. There we go. Um, now, t- t- tell us a little bit, what, you know, not giving away too much because we okay. want people to get it too. But um, how do you guide, and this is this geared for 
children, for adults, for both? It's for both, and it's written with emojis. And oh, the emojis like read as a story. And it's something that we all can relate to. Mm. Simple. I see you, and you are loved. Uh, and that's what these glasses are for. Now, do you go speaking? Do you speak to, to children right now? Do you go to, to schools yet? Or well, this book should be I in used school, to. I thank you. And we're trying. I used to speak at schools and different um, events, and I'm getting ready to relaunch myself. I just moved to Houston, Texas, so we're getting acclimated here. But that's something that I'll be doing full time again. Oh, I, yeah, I can see you speaking. Thank Definitely. You. Definitely. Thank it's you. so needed. Now, tell us a little bit about Grow a Girl Network. Grow a Girl Network was my brainchild back in 2000, I think it was six. It's a nonprofit organization, and we started where we were mentoring girls 10 to 18. Um, but through the years, I felt like I couldn't deal with the parents of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because when you see the child, you see the parent. Exactly. Now, I love those children. <laughs> but then I, I started working with college girls. So my desire is college girls and women. Um, because there's a lot of little girls and grown women right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of women who are hurting that little girl inside. And she wants to come out and play. She wants to be loved. She wants to be heard. So I want to be that person that go in and not only change children's lives through speaking, but women's lives through mentoring. Mm. That is very, very powerful because as you know, there is a, there's an explosion of female entrepreneurs. Yes. And they're becoming first-time authors. They're becoming coaches, consultants, um, starting their own businesses uh, at home or not doing their regular job that they have and transferring to the to their own private business. And one of the things I've I've seen, and I think that holds back women in careers in general, but especially when you're starting off on your own uh, business is that you're not going to be able to accelerate to to go to move forward if you've got all this stuff pulling you back in other words holding you back if you that baggage how are you going to how are you going to how are you going to build your business if you don't think you're worthy well you know some women have to learn to let go mm -hmm. some women have to learn to say fuck it to everybody when i walked away from my husband I walked away from everybody. That included friends and family. I just wanted to do me. And I did it. I partied like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote my first book or my third, I think it was third, my third book. I just wanted to be free because I was bound for so long. You know, my parents are or I'm from a Christian background. Most of my family is in ministry. I was a pastor's wife. 
I was oh. tired. Yes, the cheating pastor. Was it, was was it Baptist? Was it like Southern Baptist or Baptist? Or? <laughs> we were non-denominational, but he was from the Baptist uh, community. <laughs> yeah. But I was tired of all the <laughs> bullshit. I was tired of being that person who allowed people to control her. So when I broke free, I broke real free. And then people started talking about me because they didn't understand or like my freedom. But at that point, I didn't give a damn because I was moving and soaring and just trusting spirit along the way and allowing the universe to align the puzzle pieces for me, not for, for them or who they thought I should be, but for me. So if you came to me a certain way, um, if you wanted to communicate and tell me how you felt, I was old enough and grown enough to tell you how I felt too. You know, I used to hold a lot of things in and bite my tongue and say, oh, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I said, fuck that. You, <laughs> you hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to allow you to feel what I'm feeling as well. And then people stop messing with me. What sign are you? I'm a Leo. Oh, you're a Leo. You're a lion. You smash them. I was just saying, I'm a Scorpio. You sound like you're Scorpio a little bit. I think I'm a honey badger. <laughs> when you were talking, when you were talking that that the uh, the we were the the preacher's wife, the pastor's yeah. wife. Oh my God! First of all, that's a book right there. That's I have it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it called the, the preacher, the power, the penis, okay. and me? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because I, I got to tell you, because when I said, are they Southern Baptist? Now, people who don't know, Southern Baptists are, and no disrespect to anybody who's Southern Baptist, Absolutely. but y'all are crazy. Because <laughs> I went, I lived in a really rough neighborhood, right, in LA. Okay. Really rough, rough. Okay. Gangs, gangs and everything. And so my parents, when I had to go, when I went to elementary school, right, little Christine, they put me in a, uh, they needed to put me in a private school in my neighborhood. Oh. And the only one that, that they could afford and was private so that I wouldn't get killed was this private Christian school, but it was a Baptist school and it was Southern Baptist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and little Christine, you know, when you're a kid, you're a kid, you know, and you're walking down the hall and you're like, do to do, do to do, just, you know, skipping and jumping and, and I was walking down the hall like that and somebody, this teacher grabbed me from the back of the neck and looked at me and said, you're dancing. Oh, wow. And dancing is the devil's mm -hmm. or something like that. And Everything I was like, is a sin. I said at that moment, and I was young, I was probably six, seven at that moment. I knew I had to stay there, but at that moment, I divorced myself from them because I said, my God, my Jesus, my God created music. Yes. That's why I like going, especially as I got older, I would go to the black churches where they had the gospel choir. And I said, <laughs> everybody be standing up and singing and dancing. And I said, that's, that's spirit. Okay, that's spirit. Yes. Hearing that. Yes. That beautiful music, but but my school, no, you couldn't sing, you couldn't dance. Wow. They and little did they know I'd grow up and be a big old homo and marry my wife and you know. 
let me tell you what religion did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so bound that my husband's mistress called me and I offered her prayer. (laughs) Now, and I was thinking about this. Hold on. (laughs) No, No, seriously, I was thinking about this. That just made me sweat. Oh, I got like a head. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yesterday and today, and I said, how bound were you? Because the me now, oh no. No, no. But I thought I was doing the Christian thing. But really what I was being was abused. Yes. Yes. But now I'm able to live. And now you've got a really rocking husband now, too. I do. He's amazing. And he's Muslim. And I love it. Inshallah. <laughs> Wait a minute. He prays more than my Christian husband's eyes. I do. Oh, does he get up really early? No, but he gets up sometimes. Oh, because 5 a.m. comes early. And he goes where he has to go and pray. And I respect it and I love it. And he treats me like a queen. And that's what I love. That's all he that matters. allows me to be me without trying to mold me or shape me or you know, conform me to what he wants to be. He knew I was loud. He knew I wanted to show him these titties. (laughs) (laughs) He knows I'm very sensual. Yes. (laughs) You know, and he respects and he honors that and he loves that about me. But the point is, when you start seeing yourself and loving yourself, Someone will love you just as much because that is what you're going to attract. Definitely. And sometimes it's after the biggest heartbreak, right? Yes, it is. It is. And you know what? I would not turn back my clock for anything because those things built character in me. Those things are what is going to allow me to go out and make a difference and share those stories to let other women and and boys and girls know you can make it. I see you. You are loved. Mm, I do. I see you, and you're loved too now. Thank I you. love you, Sharon. <laughs> Thank you. I love you too. I think you're <laughs> awesome. And I love that blonde hair. Oh yeah. Well, they, nice. the coloring is a little off here. The I head love head, it. But yeah, it's a it's a look. <laughs> it's a good look it's, it's my most comfortable look anyway oh, well this is mine I love know. that I love that <laughs> for people you. who are listening to the the podcast and not watching it on video shame on you you should watch it on the video on YouTube but I love this is it is, is it just a really close shave or is it Actually, all gone I shave it where it's all gone and then it just grows so I shaved it two days ago Oh, it's awesome. I wish Thank I could you. do that. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I, like I could do that. I can't. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Plus, I got a funky scar in the back of my head. I got a birthmark. Okay, you, know okay. those, you know those big birthmark things? Yes. 
I got one of those little weird that's things. That's okay. You are loved. <laughs> oh, that's right. God loves me too. <laughs> so, um, uh, if people want to get involved, if first of all, if if they want to get the book, I see you. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they can can they get it on Amazon or where? Absolutely, where they Absolutely. Amazon.com, and we Amazon. have the music too, which is launching on tomorrow. It's called I See You Freedom Champ. Oh, where's the what's the music? Is it a CD or is it a one a single? It's a it's some two and uh -huh. it's streaming. And we did one for a movie, and we did one where kids can sing it, and it was it's like a tune that's very catchy and i'll send it to you once we get off please do because i would love to hear it i would yes. i would really love to hear it and um and if people want to get in touch with you um or get involved with grow a girl network what's the best way to reach you info info at grow g-r-o-w-a girl network.org or they can call one eight seven seven. Please I'll write smile. this down. Hold on, hold on. One eight seven seven. No, I think it's one eight four four. Oh. One eight four four. I'm sorry. One eight four four P L Z S M L E. Please smile. S M S M L E. Yep. Oh, that's cute. One eight four four P L Z S M L E. Absolutely. Or they can go to, well, they can go to growagirlnetwork.org yes. and find out all, how, how they can support you and the organization. Yes. Um, and especially about suicide prevention, too, in the work that it's you're doing, there. right? That's yes. where they can go. Can, yes, they also, can they also donate to your organization? Absolutely. There's a donate bu button on the website. Okay, so I'm going to tell everybody, go to growagirlnetwork.org and donate because this is the work that we should be supporting. If you're thinking about going to get a latte at that Starbucks Chino place or going to a movie and paying $20 for a stupid movie, um, you could put that money to good use and you could donate it to growagirlnetwork.org. Or do just buy a book. Or just buy a book. Buy a book. Go to Amazon. <laughs> Go to Amazon. You'll get it like t tonight. Yes. This Amazon Prime, I'm addicted to it too. I they're evil, but I love them because when I need things, this light, I got a light for my for the video. I got it like you know, 24 yes. hours. Yes, same day. Instant gratification. <laughs> I know everything is instant, but some things we have to be patient for. For and I learned that. And how do they get those yellow glasses? I can actually send those with the book. Oh. <gasps> Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that's a really brilliant marketing. I love that. Isn't this cool? I think if you if you have if you get a book, you get a pair of glasses. There's your there's your. You're gonna you get see, so many people. What we want people to do is take a picture with the glasses and email it to us so we could put it on our social media pages. Or if they have if they post it on their social media. What's the hashtag? Do they have a hash? Do you have a hashtag that you want them to use? Hashtag ICU campaign. Hashtag ICU campaign. Yes. And it's I, I see and see like with your eyes, right? Yes. I see you campaign. Hashtag yes. ICU campaign. 
Oh, yeah. I love that. If you send me, because I wear glasses all the time. I will. See, I'm not as bad if I don't have them on. But if you send me glasses, I'll take a picture. And I've got a whole oh. bunch of Instagrams. I'll put it everywhere. Thank you. And I'll send you a book as well. Thank you. I would love that. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. And I love you. I love you as well. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. We, we, uh, we are, we're just almost out of time. Do you have any last words that you want to say to, to our wonderful audience? Just learn to love who you are, the authentic self. Don't become everything else for everybody, but embrace the inner you. Because when you embrace the inner you, everything else will fall in line. I see you and you are loved. And if there was, let's say, a young person, not too young, because we, we dropped some F-bombs or something around, but if, 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 do it. if it's a teenager, someone who's 14, 15, 16, and they're considering suicide or they have considered suicide, do you, do you want to say anything directly to them? Live now. Two words. Live now. You know, a lot of us are afraid to live and to embrace the why. But sometimes we have to dig deep and figure out why and deal with that. And that's okay to deal with that. Because when you deal with it, it can affect you and it cannot affect other people, but you can learn to live your best life. Live now. Live now. That's a very good. That's a very good bit of advice. And I want to tell anyone who's a young person who is um, watching or listening to this right now. There's a reason why Sharon, why she, why she came across, you know my life and it wasn't just purely accident i believe that there's a reason why i found out about her and why i brought her on the show and there's a reason there's a reason too why you're listening to this maybe somebody sent it to you or maybe you found it accidentally but there's no accidents you needed to hear this and i want you to realize that you are absolutely beautiful and unique there is no one in the whole wide world who is like you. And it doesn't matter what your color is. It doesn't matter what your body shape is. It doesn't matter your eye color, your hair color. <laughs> if you got no hair, hair, you don't got hair. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And if you wear glasses, that's good because that means you can read. That means that you can see. Yeah. So please, please talk to somebody too. Don't just isolate yourself. Don't just shut down and don't just spend hours and hours on this thing. Cause this is not your friend. This is not your friend. So please, please do connect with somebody. And I'm going to, cause I, I don't have it written down here. Um, and I don't expect you to know it by heart, but the, uh, for here in the United States, at least the suicide prevention, do you have the number? I have it in the back of the book. There we go. Because um, if you can give out the number and then on the video, I'll, I'll make sure that it's listed on there along with your website as well. Okay. Um, the Suicide National Prevention Hotline 
is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. And I think that I heard that they're going to try and make it be possibly three numbers. Okay. So like when you dial 911, it's, uh, it, right. If you dial 911, it's, it's the police or whatever. Right. But I, I, and I'll find out if they've done it yet or if they're going to roll it out, but they're going to do like a, like a four one one or not. That's not the number, okay. folks. But, okay. but to do it something so that it's short and it's easy to remember, which makes a lot of sense when you're distraught. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll keep those numbers up. We'll have that number for people to reach. And also I'll list some international. Um, there is an organization that I would love to hook you up with, as a matter of fact. It's called Teen, Teen Line Online. Okay. TeenLineOnline.org, I believe, is the full, the full website. And they have young people talking to other young people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's beautiful. So when they're, when somebody's feeling that way and they just want to talk to somebody who's their age, who, yeah. who they can relate to, they have young people who have been trained and who work in the community. And, um, but I think that you getting with them would be a perfect match. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Teenlineonline.org. Thank, Thank you. you, honey. <laughs> Wait a minute, I call him Honey Bunny, so you have to call him Honey Bunny. Thank you, Honey Bunny. He said, <laughs> he's trying to figure it out. Oh, she said hi. Come over here, honey. Come on, get on camera. Hi. Hello, how are you? Hello, love. Oh, you're beautiful together. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Our birthdays are the same day. July 26th. You're both Leos? Yes. Oh my goodness. That's why. That's why you guys are in the morning when you get in the mirror. Can you share the mirror okay? <laughs> well, he has one and I have one. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> so, and he's the quiet Leo. I'm the loud one. I'm the fire. <laughs> I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for, well, for coming on the for show today. Me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Sharon K. Griffin, you can look her up again. You can go to growagirlnetwork.org. You can also get the book on Amazon. It's I See You. Get that book. Go get that book right now. And you might get a pair of glasses with it. Yes, I'll send you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Go get that book and you get some of those cool glasses like she's wearing. I'm going to have them on. I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to do the hashtag. Oh, thank you. Oh, I see first. you campaign. I'll do yes. that. All right. Cool beans. Thank All right. you. All thank right. you so very much. You're welcome. Thank you, wonderful, wonderful listeners and viewers of Out of the Box with Christine. Thank you so very much. Again, if you enjoyed this conversation and more importantly, if you think that someone who needs to hear this, if you believe that this can help somebody please share it and the best way to do it is through the YouTube video because it's super easy to do you just hit share like it first and then hit share but you can share it in emails and on your social media so easy and we really want you to to share this and spread the word so until next time I want to thank you and as always as we say remember to think outside of that damn box bye for now
All right. All Thank right. Bye-bye. <laughs>